Hey mummers, today's podcast episode is kind of a part two that goes with the conversation that I had with Shay Payne the other week on the show. Today we are talking about hormones and particularly how important it is to look at what the products that we are using and what we are putting in and on our body. Now we recorded this a while ago, but I really felt to bring it to you today. So I hope that you enjoy and get something out of it. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused, and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood, or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney, and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more. Grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive. This is The Wholesome Mama Show. Well, thank you so much, Shay, for coming on The Wholesome Mama Show. I'm so excited. Uh, So could you, for those who don't know you yet, uh, can you tell us a little bit about you? So I'm a mama of three, which is full on. Um, I've got an older girl and two little boys very close in age. So that keeps me very busy. Um, I have my own wellness business and I am definitely on a journey of um, self-growth and also I'm really passionate about holistic health. Currently, we um, are living on the south coast of New South Wales. We packed up our whole house uh, at the start of 2020 in the hopes to travel. Uh, Australia in a camper with our kids and we made it a month in and then COVID came and ruined the party. So we travelled 18 hours down to the south coast and we're currently um, living on a community farm on the south coast of New South Wales, which has been really lovely and we've been here since March um, when we had to find somewhere to go. Um, yeah, so we love it here and it's nice and it's, it is kind of close to the beach, but also it's rural and quiet and those sorts of things. So we've learned a lot about ourselves living in a little house, all of us in one room, which has been interesting as well. So yeah, that's, that's a bit about us at the moment. Yes, it must be a very interesting year that you've had and I've been lucky enough to <laughs> see some of <laughs> But today we're going to talk about Uh, holistic wellness but particularly women and hormones because that's something that we're both very passionate about Um, once you discover the truth about some things you I felt like and I know you did too because you've been with me since I started this journey of feeling almost responsible to share this with other women so I'm very excited for our conversation today. But how did you get started in holistic wellness? Were you brought up that way or did you have a light bulb moment? Has it been a long journey? What, what's it been for you? Mm, good question. 
I definitely wasn't brought up that way. However, my mum did use um, some holistic health products growing up. I thought she was a little bit strange, to be honest. <laughs> now I'm very grateful that I had that that small um, touch point when I was younger, but definitely not brought up holistic health wise in terms of like nutrition and things like that. Definitely meat and free veg, magic packets, like just all the, you know, normal things, Nana's apple pies and custard and just all of the stuff, fizzy drink, everything. And I was married really young. I got married. Uh, I'd literally just turned 20, like a month before I got married. Um, and uh, yeah, married my high school sweetheart. Anyway, we, um, we just continued to live like that, continued to eat those kinds of foods. We would have, you know, like the packet beef stroganoffs for dinner and then like have some fizzy drink with it to wash it down and then have, like I said, like an apple pie or some kind of crumble with some kind of, you know, normal, just run of the mill, sugary filled dairy ice cream and custard and all of that sort of stuff um, with it. And I was had always battled like some health things not major things but I I had what I would now call probably IBS so lots of cramping um, lots of discomfort in my digestive system those kinds of things definitely super moody as well Um, what else also just feeling like just really flat and just not loving who I was basically Um, but I guess the tummy upsets were the really big thing like just laying on the floor in pain like waiting to go to the toilet like just and just thinking that was kind of normal with no idea that probably if I changed my diet maybe that wouldn't happen but I just had never had that opportunity anyway um, uh, let's fast forward like a few years in how many years maybe like five years into our marriage so I'm like mid-20s at this point And then I was watching morning TV, um, as you do when you have no children and nothing else to do before you go to work in retail. I was watching Sunrise and there was a segment, uh, I feel like it was a paid segment. I feel like that this this gentleman had paid to have a segment on the show. Anyway, basically, um, he had lined up on the counter all of this packaged food, like chips and sauces and um, like mixes for like dinners and drinks and like just all of the packaged processed foods right and the host is talking to him about that and he's talking about looking at labels and reading the labels and then looking at the numbers that were in labels and things like that and I was just it kind of just piqued my interest because partly because I was like I eat all of that food um, and then I he, he showed a book he had this book and it was called The Chemical Maze and, and it was basically a little shopping guide. It's not a book that explains the history of it all or anything like that. It's just a simple shopping guide that has all of the numbers that are listed in food and cosmetics and personal care. And then it has what that chemical is actually called, where it de- is derived from, so where it comes from. And then it lists the ailments that um, are potential side effects for that particular chemical. And then it has a really simple rating system where it's like a smiley face, like an emoji smiley face if it's all good, Um, a neutral face uh, if there's not enough research, so maybe just steer clear of it, and then a sad face if it's no good, and a double sad face if it basically will just kill you. Um, And so I bought it. I don't know why I felt called to buy it, but I did. Just something in it resonated with me. I think I felt a little bit ripped off because I was like, how come I don't know about that? Um, so I bought the book, it came in the mail and then I went to my pantry 
and I opened the book up and I read all of the like labels on the backs of my products and I filled the garbage bin, like filled it with everything out of the pantry. Um, and Dean, my husband came home and was like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, did you know, did you know, what about, look at this. Like, and I'm one of those people that like, when I'm in, I'm fully all in, like I'm going all in, throwing everything out. And then I proceeded to take that little book to the supermarket and try and work out what the heck I could buy in terms of like tomato sauce and stuff like that. And then that was the eye-opening moment because I was like, oh, wow, like there's not much you can buy from the supermarket that's not full of crap that's really not great for our body. Um, so that happened. And that was really the starting point. So, um, you know, I, I, I went through the food and stuff like that. And, and we sort of went on this journey for probably 12 months on our own. And then we decided, okay, we'd like to probably start a family. And I'm sort of like uh, mid-late 20s at this point. Uh, we'd been married for sort of six, seven years. And we were like, okay, like it's probably time. Never going to be a right time. Let's, you know, look at having a family. And because I'd started to be opened up to this world of holistic health and my body had started to feel good because I'd started to cut things out, I was like, okay, if we're going to have a baby and we're going to use parts of each other to make this baby we probably need to be pretty healthy so that our baby's really healthy it was just kind of this like thought in my mind and I was like but how do I do that because I don't really know who to ask about that anyway I did a bit of googling and in Newcastle there was a naturopath who um, is an expert in fertility so for me I was like okay she's clearly the right one for me. Like, I feel like that's what we're wanting to do. So let's book an appointment with her. So we did, we booked an appointment with her. We went and saw her. Dean was still just kind of like going along with it a little bit. Like it's very open to it. Never said no, but you know, obviously there's finances around all of these things and stuff as well. And anyway, we went, we went to this to this appointment and it was incredible and she was really really knowledgeable and eye-opening and she's still our naturopath to this day like you know eight years later um and we left with like I feel like a box full of like supplements and these stinky tonics from herbal things like just horrendous stuff um which is great for us and now it doesn't bother me at all but it was horrendous at the time right and we're trying to drink it and I'm like holding my nose and all of this sort of stuff and I think we'd spent some time um living with my in-laws at the time because we sold our house and we were looking for another one and things like that and they were like what are you drinking like anyway and so we sort of went on that path and it really then be it began to open up our journey together as a, as a family. Um, and it began to open up the conversation a lot more too between Dean and I, we watched a lot of documentaries around food um, and around the history of agriculture and particularly became very interested in the fact that pesticides are on lots of our foods. And then we started to eat organic and just, it really was the snowball from it. So that one morning on the couch, watching that segment, was really the catalyst for a life now of feeling really empowered around my choices and then realizing actually my body feels much better when I'm not eating crap and putting crap on it and in it. <laughs> so for you, it was really food at first and then that sort of just set you up on this big trajectory. Of yeah, definitely. Changing the way you live. And because it is a massive mindset change too, that's what I've found that you do go from having 
all the things in the pantry that you're not thinking about what's in them and how they're actually affecting my body to taking your that's now an app praise the lord the chemical maze is an app now and not a book but taking that to the supermarket and looking at and being more informed on what the choice is that we do have and we do actually have the ability to make that choice Mm, absolutely and I think that's important like the choice thing mm -hmm. like getting people to understand that there's actually a choice where we think maybe that there's not one or we don't know once we know better we do better and yes thank goodness it's now an app I don't have to walk around with my little book to shop and look like a weirdo but I now do it with my phone so I feel like I probably still look like a weirdo (laughs) yeah Um, but for me so you obviously were the person who was the catalyst for me so thank you um so for me my reason for getting into holistic wellness was around hormones having endometriosis and going through that journey and then one night at a girls evening there was a lady called Shay teaching us about essential oils who said do you know that wearing perfume is actually attacking your hormones and I'm forever grateful because now I know and now I have way better options than stinky headache-giving perfume. I think that it's such an important conversation to have around hormones. So let's get into that a little bit more because so many women are just shoved on the pill. Like you go to the doctor and you say, I have an irregular period or I have cramps, my skin's bad, and it just kind of makes me want to face palm because I'm just thinking about it. But And the, the answer, though, is here's the pill, go on it. What is actually the pill doing to our body? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what mm. the pill is doing to our body. For sure. Um, yes, it is a rabbit hole and it's confronting too because uh, the pill, before we get into the, the science behind what it does to our body, but the pill in terms of um, the history of it is seen as a very um, power to the feminine product, right? So, you know, back in the, um, you know, 60s and 70s and things like that, it was, it started to become really well known as a product that empowered women to be able to be sexual without the side effects of getting pregnant, right? Um, And that was seen as a powerful thing for women. And it became part of the movement of feminism, which I can see that that behind, I can see the ideas behind it and I can see how it worked to empower women to have more choice um, and to be able to possibly, you know, um, extend their career longer so that they could then choose when they wanted to um, fall pregnant and have children and things like that. And so it is still seen by a lot of people as um, something that brings power to the feminine, but when you start to learn about how that that pill or that product, because I mean there are other products now we can talk. We talk about the pill, but there's things like the marina and um, the bar and things like that, and and they all work very similarly, right? So while it's meant to be something feminine, now we know that um, there are other side effects of this of this these products, right? 
So people go to the um, to the doctor to um, sort out their hormones. They might have heavy periods. They might, um, you know, sometimes people have really bad skin. That was my thing. I totally had bad skin um, growing up. Probably didn't help that I worked at McDonald's and ate a lot of McDonald's. Um, but I had really bad acne, like terrible acne. I spent a lot of money on products trying to um, heal that with no idea that it was trying desperately to tell me what was going on on the inside and I'm trying to fix the surface. Um, and so I did. I went on the pill um, and I tried a few different pills and I did end up on a pill that cost me more money than, than maybe like one of the regular ones that people go on. And I went on that basically to, to heal my skin. And then, of course, being pregnant, oh, sorry, not being pregnant, but being married quite young, um, I didn't want to have kids straight away. And so I wanted something that allowed me to um, enjoy that part of marriage, but not, you know, have children. Um, and so I didn't really know any different until, <laughs> until I decided to not be on the pill anymore and wanted to fall pregnant and I saw the naturopath. So all of these things were happening at the same time. Like I'm going on this health journey of food and I'm still on the pill at this point. And so then I went off the pill and then we went and saw the, the naturopath and we talked to her about it. And she asked me to get a few blood tests and things like that. Um, and I did, I went to my GP and I got um, particularly my thyroid tested and different aspects of my thyroid tested um, and realized that I actually had an underactive thyroid and didn't know it. Um, I had all the side effects of it, cold extremities, um, you know, lethargy and, and moodiness and um, different cravings and things like that. I certainly had the aspects of it, but I didn't actually realize that that's what it was. Um, and so she spoke to me about the fact that maybe we shouldn't start to try and fall pregnant at that point um, and that we should wait until my hormones balanced out a little bit more. And had I not seen her and not explored that, I would have no idea that the pill had actually caused my body to not know what to do with my body's natural hormones, which is which is when we get to the science of it, this is what the pill does. So the pill mimics particular hormones that our bodies create that our bodies create as women. And it basically diminishes some hormones and increases others so that our body um, either doesn't ovulate. Um, or so that it creates a barrier um, for uh, the egg to basically come down and be fertilized. Now, when we do that, that's not a natural. That's not something natural that our body um, does. That that's basically stopping natural mechanisms in the body from working. Um, and so, when we do that, there's obviously can be detrimental um, side effects of that. You know, we have an increase in infertility. We have people not being able to balance out their hormones properly after they've been on the pill. Um, and, you know, we have things like people saying that my skin went terrible after I went off the pill, so I want to go back on it and things like that. And all of those things happen because what you actually did was you put a Band-Aid or a mask over the top of the problem. If it was your skin, for example, instead of getting to the root cause of why your skin's terrible, which is how what was my experience, um, I didn't. I put a mask over the top of it to try and get my hormones to do something that I that they're not meant to do so that my skin would look better. But what I actually needed to do was go back and heal all of that. So from a scientific perspective or from a medical perspective, it's basically mimicking our body's hormones, which is not a natural thing. And so when we think about that, clearly that's not going to be great for our body. And so 
we often find that women have challenges when they want to come off it and then want to become pregnant. Um, and these include things like weight gain, bad skin, infertility, no ovulation at all, periods that are not regular, those kinds of things. <laughs> fun, fun. Yeah, because your body is so used to that hormone being chemically created that it doesn't actually know how to or can't actually anymore make that hormone and send it around your body because it's like, well, I don't need that hormone, whatever one it is, uh, because you've been giving it to me, so I'm just going to shut down that hormone production and work on something else. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.